and this is season 31, episode 5. Don't screw over your own gender. So, in episode 1 and 2, we talked about which types were more masculine than other types, and which types were more feminine within episode 2. Episode 3, we provided examples as to what indicates uh, masculine versus feminine behavior and the like. That's cool. And then the last episode, we talked about how society in various uh, ways uh, is directly impacting people's perceptions or definitions of masculinity versus femininity and how society is controlling male effort and how it's also controlling female sexuality for its own benefit and its own interests, which is a problem. Society takes advantage of masculine idealism, which is something that is necessary, especially for the more feminine types like crusader types, like my, my type uh, as a crusader is more feminine uh, male approach. And there is a big struggle with that. And Due to, due to that struggle, uh, people have to, you know, come up with ways to live their lives differently. But understanding society's interest because, you know, men are cheap, women are right, and society is fast. If people are willing to go the slow route or the more meaningful, meaningful route, then they're going to be a lot happier. It doesn't matter what type you are. It doesn't matter if you're a masculine woman. It doesn't matter if you're a feminine man you still can reach happiness. And one of the ways that the mature genders or the sacred genders together have been able to actually hold society back is because there was a higher standard or a higher ideal or a higher affiliative that went beyond society itself, something that would crush society and represent uh, the two genders, but society has since erased that from all existence. And it's become a serious problem. And what I'm talking about is the mature masculine and the mature feminine, both of those together. So the mature masculine and the mature feminine have a rule or a highest goal or a highest calling that both groups adhere to when it comes to making sure that they are having good personal standards, they're setting boundaries and enforcing boundaries, especially when it comes to societal manipulation and socialization and conditioning of people, like how um, taking advantage of men being success objects or taking advantage of women being sex objects, basically, to adhere its, uh, well, its own agenda, which is, you know, it wants to exist. It doesn't want to be in a position where it doesn't exist anymore because once something has power, it wants to keep that power as well as add to its power. And that can be a problem. So the genders themselves, the sacred genders themselves, and we talk a lot about this in season 13, but the sacred genders themselves have a system or a methodology that they would use to basically keep society in check and prevent society 
from subjugating the genders in the ways that it basically has now. Controlling male effort, controlling female sexuality uh, in order to prevent uh, femininity or like mass cultural femininity amongst women or mass cultural masculinity amongst men, uh, which would effectively challenge the system of society such that there would be a rebellion or a revolt against society or the common social order and effectively society would collapse as a result of those changes or as a result of those threats. Masculinity, like we talked about in the last episode, uh, in, his, in the same way that national socialism became the number one threat to Earth or the world or the social order of the world, masculinity is the number one threat to the world system today. It is absolutely hands down the, num uh, the number one threat. The number two threat is femininity. Women are not encouraged to be feminine. They're actually encouraged to be the opposite. They're encouraged to be masculine and as much as men are encouraged to be feminine. And there is a huge concerted effort on society's part to do this. Now, don't take my word for it. Read The Boy Crisis. Um, and uh, gosh, what was, what was the author's name of The Boy Crisis? Warren Farrell. Warren Farrell, uh, which I don't agree with Warren Farrell's um, um, solutions to the problem, but he identifies specifically how masculinity is being effectively removed from society and is able to identify the problem. But the solution that he provides actually just makes the system worse. It makes it even worse, especially for feminine types, especially for ISFJs, ESFJs, ENTPs, INTPs, they really, really have it bad. And that can be a serious, serious problem. So now the wise folk of old, especially when it goes, you know, all the way back to Egypt, Babylon, etc. In those days, there was two cultural groups that represented the genders so that society would not subjugate the genders, like I said previously. And again, that's the mature feminine and the mature masculine. And again, the number one rule is don't screw over your gender. That's the entire point. Well, how, how do men screw over their own gender? They do this by sleeping with another man's woman. That's how men screw over their own gender. And it's basically helping women cuckold men, essentially, because as much as women's greatest fear is being sexually assaulted, men's greatest fear and suffering the same pain of them being uh, sexually assaulted. So, this, so the pain that a woman feels when being sexually assaulted is the exact same pain a man feels when he's been cucked or effectively when he finds out his child is not actually his. That's a big, big problem. And it's the same pain and feeling that a woman would have being sexually assaulted is that same pain a man would have if he finds out his child doesn't belong to him. And in today's day and age, it's still a problem. Yeah, we have paternity tests, but even then, it's still, it's still, it's still a big issue. But men screw over one another by basically sleeping with each other's wives, girlfriends, and even to the point of having children with them. 
And then men are saddled with taking care of that child. I remember an episode in Vikings where Lagertha actually forced a man to raise another man's child against his will, even though it wasn't his child. And his wife cucked him, you know, which, you know, he was demanding retribution. He was demanding that she be stoned and killed for that, basically. And that's how painful it is to men that they would offer or seek death of their wives, you know, in, in those situations and in those days, basically, in those ancient times or really not so ancient. It's more like in the Dark Ages, but still. So it's a big problem. And how women screw each other over, they screw each other over by giving themselves away cheaply, by basically behaving like hoes. And that can be a big issue, maybe a serious issue. So what does that mean exactly? Well, for two reasons, or actually, let me just give an example. Let's say you have, you own a house, right? You own a house and it's in a neighborhood. And if one person in that house has like a meth lab in their their driveway, they don't cut their grass, they got weeds everywhere, the bushes are terrible, it looks rotten and moldy and whatnot, it's going to make all of the surrounding houses near that house lose value, basically. It's going to make it lose value. And this is how women screw over each other. When women decide to have a high volume of sex partners and they give themselves away cheaply, basically, they are in effect cheapening their fellow woman. And that's a problem. That's the main issue. And that's why the mature feminine exists because the mature feminine understands that society will take advantage of women's hypergamy as well as their solipsism a woman's need for beta need needs to be met or their desire for alpha seed, etc. And society will take advantage of that. And society will encourage women to be hoes. Society will encourage women to get as much sexual mileage on their bodies as possible because it's kind of like a car. Why should a man buy a car that has a lot of mileage on it when he can get a car that has low mileage on it, especially since those high mileage cars statistically come with problems like divorce. It increases the likelihood that they're going to get divorced. It also increases the likelihood that they're going to not be able to ensure paternity. It increases the likelihood, you know, all these likelihoods, right? Um, likelihood that they're going to get cucked, basically. That's a problem too. So the mature feminine exists to stop women from doing this and behaving this way. The mature masculine exists to provide that rite of passage for men so that men stop putting tribe above self and instead put self above tribe. But they also do it in such a way so that they're not screwing over each other because men can be very competitive amongst one another and men can also basically screw each other's wives in secret and basically assist in the cucking process. And this is what, uh, this is what, you know, men fear the most. So society takes advantage of this. And this is why society seeks to control female sexuality. And this is why things like OnlyFans and abortion, for example, 
or, you know, having a super high notch count, you know, in terms of women and women have statistically far larger body counts than men do. This is due to hypergamy. And uh, it's so funny because most people don't actually believe that. Most people would think that since men are so horny, they have higher body counts. That's, that's actually not true, actually. The majority of men out there, the vast majority, 70, 80% of men out there have way less sex and way less partners than women do. That's a fact. That's reality. It's, it's almost expected that if a man begins a relationship with a woman, she's had you know, sex probably three to five times more than he has in terms of the amount of people that have been inside of her, basically. That's a problem. And like I said, the higher volume means statistically divorce can be a problem and 80% of divorce uh, out there is initiated by women and increases their likelihood to get cucked. It also increases their likelihood to get a disease. It also increases their likelihood or their they're likely that they won't be able to ensure paternity either. And that is a big problem, especially for feminine male types, SFJ, NTPs. And that can be, that can be a serious, serious problem. So to combat this, you know, the mature masculine it has to constantly teach men to not go after cheap women either. And it's constantly, you know, hey, self above tribe, you need to have standards. You need to have boundaries so that you're not getting with a woman where you end up more likely to get cucked and increasing the problem. So, and it ends up acting like a brotherhood with different levels and ways of doing this. This is why I call it the cult of the mature masculine. The mature masculine is a cult and it operates like a cult because there's different levels, uh, like a cult has different ways of them upgrading themselves and upgrading their, uh, their standing within the brotherhood, etc. Gaining access to higher knowledge and opportunities as they grow, as their fellow man respects them. And if their fellow man does not respect them, then that continues to be a problem, a serious problem. And then they end up, could end up being kicked out or exiled from the mature masculine, which means they'll get no assistance or help from their fellow men. And trust me, eventually, while men are taught to put self above tribe, they still recognize that they can't be alone forever. They understand that. Because, you know, even the sun, while you have your solar system and your life, in the sun, basically, even the sun still orbits the center of the galaxy, right? Which would be the mature masculine in this model. Mature feminine is different. The mature feminine is a cartel. It's all about price control. Women don't like it when other women are hoes because it cheapens all women. So take the fat, ugly woman or the effing ugly woman, etc. If she ugly, she's low quality and she feels cheap. And oftentimes cheap women are trying to get any man they possibly can get because they don't feel beautiful. They don't feel accomplished, whatever, right? I've known some ENFJs, for example, in my life that 
worry about their self-worth consistently as women. And then they just sleep with a bunch of men because it's like, well, this is my lot in life. I know a few INFJ women who have done the same thing. I also understand the normalcy bias of even some uh, STJ women as well who behave this way. But it's still a problem. It's still ultimately a lie. And it's not okay. It's, it's a major issue. So they're basically, you know, I, I feel cheap. So I'm going to treat myself cheaply. And yeah, I'm going to have sex with a high volume of men because I feel cheap. Well, what the mature feminine is supposed to do is get in the face of those women and say, stop. Stop having sex. Stop giving yourself away cheaply. Stop having an OnlyFans. Stop aborting children. It does this because it's like trying to tell the women, just because you feel cheap doesn't mean you're entitled to behave cheaply. What you need to do is grow up. You need to lose 100 pounds. You need to get to 20% body fat. You need to be healthy so that you're not a burden later. You need to prioritize your fertility over your career, right? Because mature feminine and the matrons and the mature feminine understand that a woman statistically is not really going to be fulfilled unless she becomes a mother. And it's especially painful for women who are not mothers before they're 30. And it understands this issue. Now, granted, you'll have those hyper-masculine women, especially NTJ women out there who think that they want to be all about their career. And then all of a sudden they meet the guy of their dreams and then that just gets thrown out the window. The mature feminine understands that too. The mature feminine is there. But the mature feminine does not exist as, as something to take away the choice of these women either. The mature feminine is like, hey, if you don't want to be married and have a child, that's fine. Just understand you're not going to be fulfilled. Just understand that you're going to be a dog mom or a cat mom or a spinster. Just understand that that's your lot in life. But if you're willing to accept that as your lot in life, is that if that's actually what you really want, go for it. Go for it. But don't be hoeing around such that you're giving all women a bad name, right? So this is why, you know, the cartel, the mature fam, uh, feminine, they treat pussy like a product. And it's all about price controlling and getting all of the women collectively to agree to a price. And they're trying to keep all of the women in the mature feminine expensive. An expensive woman. What is an expensive woman? An expensive woman is a woman who has a fine ass, for example. A woman who can humble herself in such a way where she can take care of herself. A woman who is feminine. The more feminine a woman is, the more desired and sought after she is by men in general, regardless of type. This is why ISFJ women are typically the most sought after woman. They are technically the most common woman type-wise, psychologically speaking. But the other issue about that is that, have you ever noticed that a lot of people, wow, the cool deer, little white tail, um, I'm walking with a railgun on a trail right now. Um, 
and, and our little man. But, uh, oh, there's some babies. <laughs> um, but uh, if, if, if mature feminine doesn't do this, if it doesn't, you know, price control, it just, you know, all of a sudden everyone's value in the neighborhood is going to plummet. And then it just turns into the chaos of everyone being hosed. And this gets this gets even worse. Okay. I don't even know how to. There we go. Cool. Good times. So the cartel of the mature feminine understands this. It's got to control the price. And what it does, it helps women become expensive, you know. Um, and it's so funny because I, I literally heard a woman say that she was a 10 out of 10 because she makes $300,000 a year. And I'm like, wow, you really care about money. <laughs> Look, I don't I don't care if you make money. I mean, I remember even telling a railgun in, you know, when we were first getting married, I told her, I don't ever care if you have a job. I don't care about how much money you make. I don't give a damn about your career i just don't really care at all and still don't still don't care so it's an issue it's a problem it's a thing yeah so after that um you know, and the cults and the cartel have always existed between the mature masculine and the mature feminine for eons to basically protect the genders from the predatory society, essentially. And society is extremely uh, predatory. And that continues to be an issue over and over and over throughout history. I actually maintain that by part and large, Rome collapsed. Rome ultimately collapsed because of uh, society starting to take over. Uh, and that also ended up becoming, you know, a bigger problem over and over and over again. Society ended up controlling female sexuality and male effort. And the cartel of the mature feminine is preventing that controlling of the uh, um we go out of the way to prevent that. So, oftentimes, you know, we take these things for granted. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because like, even a long time in the past, even a long time in the past, like, uh, you know, it came to like to the women's uh, suffrage movement etc. When it comes to the women's suffrage movement, like a lot of women in those days didn't even care about the right to vote, just as much as women didn't care about smoking cigarettes, but they were conditioned to do so, right? For the sake of society. Society had that conditioning. And that's that's a problem. So just keep that just 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 keep that in mind. Like society really ultimately is the enemy of your happiness when it comes to your relationships men are conditioned to be more beta they are conditioned to put tribe above self for the sake of society 
because that's how they control the effort. And women are conditioned to be hoes, which is a problem, a serious problem. So keep that in mind. A lot of people just don't understand these dynamics. And, you know, nowadays there is no cult of mature masculine and men are not getting that rite of passage and they're succumbing to masculine idealism and being used by society to fight in wars that existed before they were even born. And the female equivalent, they're being conditioned to have this anything goes mindset and they're all being hosed to the point where the most valuable men, the high value men will just abandon all women entirely and only have the greatest of women and all the other women will just become leftover spinsters who have nothing and no future and will effectively be miserable because the stats show that for the first time in history, women are dying alone at the greatest rates ever. And that's a big problem. So it just gets worse and worse and worse. And this is the society you live in. That's what its priority is. So, you know, it keeps men cheap in terms of being the expendable thing, but it also makes women cheap in terms of them giving themselves away cheaply. And the mature feminine is supposed to teach women like, hey, you need to be expensive. If you're not acting expensive, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not humbling yourself, you're not, you're going to just be cheap. Well, Humble yourself so you can become expensive, basically. I know it sounds pretty demeaning, but like even anti-rape laws or rape laws are all fall under property destruction. Yeah, it sounds very demeaning when it comes to people. I get it. But I mean, you know, even certain groups, uh, especially with religious practices around the world, you know, think that the profane or just the common man is nothing more than cattle anyway. And that's kind of where that comes from, which is pretty sad if you think about it. We're just treated like cattle. Society doesn't give a damn about your happiness. Society just cares about keeping its power and moving forward. It doesn't want you to reach your dreams. It doesn't want you to, you know, have sexual ecstasy consistently. It wants you to put women on a pedestal so it can control you because it's controlled opposition. The same thing that happened to Adam in the Garden of Eden. The same thing that happened to Rome. It's happening to Western society right now. And we're on the edge of Western society effectively becoming, you know, so decadent and so reduced to ashes that the land itself will be stricken with a decree of utter destruction. And we're not going to be able to get around that. We have to put a stop to fatherlessness. We have to bring masculinity back. But masculinity is the thing that society fears the most. If women go out of the way to be more feminine and succumb to the cartel of the mature feminine, and they all work to make the neighborhood as valuable and as expensive as possible and not give themselves away cheaply to the point where women are helping other women lose fat, get healthy, become you know, capable, independent, but these women actually know how to be wives. These women actually know how to be mothers. This is not a dig on my wife, I'm not digging on her at all, but we had a baby recently and she never changed a diaper in her life. That's pathetic. And I'm not blaming her for that patheticism. 
I'm blaming society. She doesn't know how to change the diaper when she just became a, a mother. That's ridiculous. And proof that I'm correct. In the same way that men don't understand pers uh, personal responsibility when they come of age. They have no idea. No clue. For example, in my life, I didn't know how to pay my bills or even do my own laundry when I was 18. That's how depraved I was. Absolutely depraved. So that's an issue, you know. The, the cult of the mature masculine wasn't there for me. The cartel, the mature feminine was not there for my wife. In fact, anyone who would pretend to be a, the mature feminine would just be like, oh, you're too masculine to be part of us. So there's no way that you could ever get married. There's no way that you'll ever be a mother. So we're just going to give up on you, which is bullshit. Reality, they're just using their mature feminine power as this competitive weapon to basically shit on other women who don't fit their mold. The mature feminine is accepting to everyone and it helps everyone at their level with the following the number one rule, the number one point, don't screw over your own gender. And they help all women be expensive. All women be lady because they are preparing all women to be with a gentleman, regardless if they're masculine or not, regardless of their type. Naturally, that's how it is. And it's women taking care of women as much as it is men taking care of men in the cult of mature masculine. That's how it's supposed to be. That's why it's important. A lot of people just don't understand that. A lot of people don't get that. A lot of people can't accept that. And it's really sad. So, anyway, folks. Um... That's it for uh, episode five. Just uh, remember, total mature masculine, seek it out, hold other men accountable, help them have that rite of passage so that they put tribe or they put self above tribe, and then mature feminine, help women humble themselves to put tribe above self to become more feminine, more beautiful, more expensive, so that they are not all behaving cheaply. I'm so tired of living in a society of hoes. I'm so tired of it. Honestly, it's disgusting. It's gross. So, if you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, please leave a comment below. I read all the comments. Please also subscribe to the channel. Uh, we're trying to hit uh, 100,000. It's a really big deal to us. And uh, yeah, so thank you all for watching and uh, thank you for being members of my audience. I love and appreciate you all. And uh, it's been awesome having so many people listen to me as I <laughs> drop the truth bombs, regardless of the consequences. So with all that being said, folks, I'll see you guys probably tomorrow. Later.